Hi, I'm David Pogue. Welcome to the RV Navigator podcast, your digital home for the RVing lifestyle. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com for additional information about each episode. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Yes, it's 2020, and we are celebrating the new year. Why were all those people screaming? Because they were sad to see 2020 leave. They were sad to experience <laughs> 2020. Oh, here your RV navigators are, and we are in 2020, about to welcome in 2021. In our usual... She can't resist. It's going off the deep end here. You act like it's a big celebration. Well, I'm trying to celebrate that 2021 will be better. Yes. Because it certainly has the potential to be. Oh, little did we know, last year at this time, we, we were celebrating and we were looking forward to a fabulous year upcoming with travel and events travel. and tons of... of the 12 months we had reservations oh, for. We were going to put thousands of miles on the RV. Thousands of miles on the airplane. And we were going to have tons of fun. And here we are. Treading water. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are glad that you've tuned in because we know this is the most popular show. I, I could see her doing that, so I had to stop. <laughs> I do it well, we're going to try to make it festive. I don't know. It's hard because... Uh, well, we have high hopes for the future because where we are now, people have started getting the vaccine. Shots. Yep. Theoretically, someday we will, too. And then we will feel confident to go out in the world again. <laughs> it was interesting. Our, our first indication of the virus... Is that I remember was listening to NPR. Nancy Messonnier. Oh, you know her name. Oh, yeah. That she's the doctor. She's still got a prominent position. In Fired by Trump. Uh huh. Who, who was talking about you better contact your child's school district and see what this, kind of arrangements they're making because there isn't going to be any more school. And, and we, we were, were like, like what? what? <laughs> <laughs> we both looked at ourselves and said, what the hell is this lady talking about? She must be going off the deep end. She, literally, I really thought that. This was in March, I yeah, think. Yes. And sad and to say she was a Cassandra who knew exactly what she was talking about. And everything she predicted and more has come to pass. And more and more and more as we look at the statistics today. We are, of course, in Florida where it's very nice and warm. But we were here last month unexpectedly because we decided to arrive a bit early. Usually when we talk to you on New Year's Eve, we have been at home celebrating the holidays. In Chicago at home. And just barely gotten away, and we are just thrilled to be in the warmth. Um, now we're feeling kind of blasé about it because we've, <laughs> we've been here for two months already. And I have to say that celebrating such as it was Thanksgiving and Christmas was was sad for us because there was very little that we were doing that bore any resemblance to what we usually do. I imagine that is true for most of you. But we haven't done traditional New Year's Eve stuff for years and years and years. Have we been celebrating with our Navigator friends the entire 15 they years? They tell us we have. Um, so so this is, feels good. This feels normal. But and to most of the people, it's not normal well, doing what we're doing. 
doing is staying home. It's the way we celebrate yes. New Year's. Um, um, yes. So that feels good. Well, for a long time we were on cruises and stuff. Yes. So we did that for quite a long time. Yes. But for the well, past 15 years... Since we've retired, we haven't done anything special for New Year's, I don't think. Well, being together is special. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Pour some champagne. <laughs> oh, okay. We got the bottle here. It wouldn't be New Year's Eve, and of course, that this is going to probably affect the quality of the podcast. Which is what you love, apparently. <laughs> Everybody says, we can hardly wait for your New Year's Eve podcast. Maybe we should just drink for every <laughs> recording session. Oh, really? That would be a challenge. We're not big drinkers, anyway. No, we're we, not. We had to go out and especially buy this. Should I get a paper towel? Just in case? Paper towel just in case because this has a real cork. We spared no expense. Oh, that sounded good. It did. Okay. So we wish you could be here. We have not had a RV Navigator uh, Christmas Eve party in a few years, but when we did, it was here. You mean New Year's Eve? What did I say? Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Christmas, New Year's Eve party, but it was here, and uh, we did enjoy that, too. And yeah, maybe in the future, we it. never know quite where we're going to be. And either do most of you if you are travelers like we are. So here we go. Let's pour and pour. toast 2021 and in the hopes that it's got to be. I hope there are no big surprises, but, you know, we have this uh, new, new news, this mutation. mutation, and, boy, I, I hope we're not sitting in... Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? And, and here we, comes 2022, and we're sitting here like this. And we made some reservations for much later in 2021, travel reservations. Yes. And then we heard a news report of, you really, we really don't know yet, and they're right, how long the vaccine will protect you, yeah. and will you have to take another one in three months? And it was like, oh, no, you just don't know what to think. So, so this year has been a year of waiting. We've just been sitting around, and we have been uh, enjoying the outdoors. We've become bird watchers to the nth degree. Last Saturday, we went on a bird walk and saw 20 species in one walk. Which that's, is great down here in Florida. That's what the Autobahn specialist told us. So if you'd like, if you'd like to really be bored, <laughs> <laughs> ask us a bird question <laughs> or ask to see bird pictures, maybe. Well, when you are trying to do things that are outside and socially distanced, it kind of limits the number of things that you can do. And even on this bird walk, uh, we were expected to wear masks, masks the, the entire whole time, time, even which though we we're usually outdoors, haven't right? done when we're outside. Well, there's a lot of fresh air. So you are really limited in what you can do, but yet compared to our friends in the north who are even more limited by the weather, we're fortunate to be here. Yes, indeed. We have kind of another celebration to, to take care of, and that's the this podcast has been around for a long time. We started it in 2006, a few years after I retired, and this year will be 16 years old. Wow. That's quite a, a long time for a technology to be around. And I remember when we started, we spent so much time explaining to people what a podcast is, and now we very rarely have to do that anymore because the whole field it really has, has just exploded. Yes. We started this as a well as a tool for us and a kind of a, <laughs> a way for us to share with uh, people. We didn't know how many people we would have listening to it. 
But we started it with the idea that we would be travel companions to those fellow RVers that wanted to download. And Well, at that time, you could only download. So we made a podcast about an hour long, and we would uh, chat about things and talk about what we were doing and talk about RV stuff, which is pretty much what we're doing now. And the idea was that we would be played on the car radio. We don't like to listen to music in the car because it doesn't keep my mind active. So we almost always listen to podcasts or NPR or some shows of some sort. And at the time, there were no RV podcasts. So I thought, hey, this would be fun. And so we have been doing it monthly uh, ever since, and I think we have done it virtually every month. Yes, and sometimes twice a month, and this but is only during special occasions like when we were in Alaska. Yeah, and this month is episode 189 of the RV Navigator podcast, and we encourage you to go to our website to take a look at uh, the links and things that are there, some pictures of your RV Navigators to see all the uh, the topics that we've been talking about laid out on the page. This is um, a, a real milestone, and I think that podcasting has changed dramatically since we started, wouldn't you say? Definitely. There's so many more choices now, it's overwhelming. Or I used to kind of feel like I could listen to most everything that interested me. And of, course, and, of course, accessing them is super easy because right. although iTunes has been around for a long time and has always been the tool that we've used to distribute the podcast, it, it is uh, very fast downloads. I worried about the 25 megabytes that was uh, taken up by the downloads, and nowadays that's nothing. Uh, you can do it on your phone. And, of course, at the time we were start doing this, there were no iPhones, there were no cell cellular phones that could do podcasts, you had to listen to it on your computer or have a stick or something that uh, played on your radio on your car. Time for more drinking. But but as I think about how things have changed, I think there are relatively few people who are idiots like us who do this for free and for fun, and people are looking in all kinds of ways to monetize I think that's the real change. Uh, this field. We personally <laughs> don't like commercials very well. I think you can tell when we watch TV, Ken records everything and fast-forwards through it, so people who pay for the commercials aren't making any money off of us. There have been companies that have purchased podcast makers, and made yes. huge conglomerates. It's actually becoming a job that you can um, do. Um, it's amazing. One of our favorites, uh, Gimlet Media, which was an offshoot of This uh-huh. American Life and NPR, is like a millionaire or a billionaire because he sold his uh, little, hmm. little seed. Sell the RV Navigator. Yeah, little seed of an idea to, who did he buy, send it to? Spot, Spotify. Spotify. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a lot of money out there to be made, I guess. We've decided not to have any commercials. There's no commercials on the web page. There's no stops in the show so that you can have a commercial interruption. We just talk. And one of the things that we want to be able to do is to say what we want and not be influenced by We had somebody approach us uh, about doing ads, and the, we had to say good things about their product during the show. And like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though it's a decent product, there's no way that I'm going to acquiesce to that type of pressure. Well, that's the expectation. Uh, and, and that's, yeah, if they're going to give you money, I guess you got to expect some sort of pressure. And we see this all the time with advertisers. Sorry, there'll be some pauses for drinking. That'll improve the quality of the <laughs> show as Let's we go see. On. Should we give a shout-out to Borassa Champagne? No, they didn't pay. No way. <laughs> 
So since it's um, New Year's Eve, this is always traditionally a time where people think about uh, resolutions uh-huh. for the upcoming year, even though experience tells me that you are probably not going to greatly change your behavior just because <laughs> you ripped the page off the calendar. Uh, but we did find some nice resolutions for our viewers that we are eager to get behind. Uh, number one being take more trips. Obviously, this will be contingent well, on the safety of taking more trips. And, but- of course, more than 2020, it's no way that you could not take more if you took one. Although we did do a cruise in yeah, January, in, in February, February of last year. Right. So if we take more than one trip this year, we will have made that resolution (laughs) (laughs) but we encourage all of you even though some of you are still working and don't have near the time that we do to travel when we were still worker bees we often would rv just for a weekend or a long weekend yes it's very easy to fall in the trap of staying home and doing some chores at home but they will still be there when you get back so we feel even though we are very frustrated this year that we are very grateful for every trip we have taken and every travel experience that we have had they are priceless and i for me i feel most alive when we are on the road going somewhere new and of course resolution one and a half 1.5 is i hope we are here next year (laughs) we've seen so many stories this Louisiana congressman who just died of COVID. Right, right before he got sworn in in our hometown, a high school senior. Two weeks no, and he was gone. no conditions. Um, I guess we're very glad to be here this year yes. and doing the podcast. Yes. We have had really no issues. Uh, we have not come in contact with any COVID people that we know of, and uh, we've stayed away from family and f- most of our friends, and so... <sighs> We hope to be here next year. I guess that's the number one resolution. We're hoping to get Stick with the protocol and make sure that you are here next year to uh, make more resolutions and to uh, live another day. Number two. Explore new places. Ah. It's very easy. We've seen this a lot with um, RVs and campers, that they find a place that they really like, and then they keep going back to it. And then they make friends who are also going back to that same place over and over again. And that's very nice and very comfortable. But there's a wonderful world out there, and you need to see more of it than just the one place that you stumbled upon the first time you got in your rig and went somewhere. And to that end, uh, we have made a reservation to do 28 days on a cruise in from Hong Kong to Hong Kong, which ought to be very interesting. And that will be in January of 2022, which I hope we will be able to talk about when we do the next year's New Year's Eve We'll be just about ready to, to leave. leave home. As a matter of fact, we may leave on the 1st of January next yeah. year. Woo. New Year's Eve will be an exciting event. Get off the beaten path, number three. Does that mean get off the expressways? I don't know. I think, you know, one of the things that happens when we stay in a place like Florida for in this particular area, you become more involved in the community. We, we read the local newspaper. We get the activity sheets and things. And so you get into things that are off the beaten path that the tourists don't do. That you wouldn't be aware of unless you, you stay somewhere right. for a and while. Of course, it's in hard Chicago, to find we, those things out. In Chicago, yeah, because you just don't have the time. And I think we found that out when we were in Tucson. We spent uh, quite a lot of time in Tucson. We have have spent quite a lot of time here, and you get into uh, what's what's really going on in the area, and that's a good reason to spend an extra amount of time. To not the move, area. not yeah. to move too fast. And of course, getting off the beaten path could mean boondocking. Yes, it could. And we have got ourselves fully ready to boondock, and we <coughs> plan on doing some in the summer. 
that is getting off the beaten path too, but with a 45-foot motorhome, you don't get too far off the beaten path. So since this area where we are camped has become home number two, uh, we have taken and planned to take some more little field trips, a few hours' drive from where we are based, getting to know Florida better, especially (laughs) the things that you don't hear about, like Disney World, that everybody comes down here to do. This past month, we went to Lake Okeechobee, which we didn't know anything about. And so we went to Lake Okeechobee, which is the largest lake in Florida. There is a very nice COE, Corps of Engineers, campground. And if you haven't tried Corps of Engineers campgrounds, you should, because they are cheap, spacious, and government-run. And very nice campgrounds, because they are right always near water. And we were on, I didn't even, well, something I didn't know you could do, really. You can take a boat between the Atlantic and the Gulf without going around the bottom of Florida. By sailing through the middle. By sailing through the middle. There's a canal that goes from, I guess... Port Port St. Lucie, I think, that area. And you sail into Lake Okeechobee, and then you sail out the other side. By Fort Myers. And this was produced and, and made possible by the Corps of Engineers. And when they build dams and, and uh, locks and things to make the waterways uh, navigable, they put in campgrounds. And we have stayed in many uh, COE campgrounds at the bottom of dams uh, along the Mississippi River. There's always water involved. There's almost always water involved, right. And they, uh, they've done a great job. They put in cement pads. This was a pull-through. It had... Water and electric. And we paid, what, $12 a night? Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh-huh. You've heard us complain in past years that it's hard to travel around Florida in the winter because it's all booked up. And I'm wondering if we're having a slightly easier time of it this year because all of our Canadian friends are stuck in Canada. It seems to have made a difference, although we have met a few Canadians who have figured out ways <laughs> to be here. We talked about that last time. Um, the population is certainly vastly reduced. Number four, meet people at the campground. Well, we're obviously not doing that this year. No. Beat people with masks at the campground. <laughs> I don't know. Show your That's... RV some love. You certainly have been doing that. You take such good care of it. I rig. try. Um, and you have had plenty of time to work on various things um, and keep them in the best And shape. we're going to talk about, uh, well, maybe we should do that now. We're going to talk about one of the topics that I have is uh, what I've learned about maintaining the exterior of RV. Should we just do that now? Oh, all those cleaning fluids and waxing fluids that you have on Well, you'll do the inside, and I'll do the outside. Let's see. I found uh, several new products which make the RV um, actually look pretty good, both inside and and out. Uh, Last month, I think we talked about the cordless vac, which has worked out very well as a nice way to keep. And it's something you just do without even thinking about it because you don't have to plug it in, and it's not big. and quick and easy. So... That's a, a definite must-have, and that would fit in. You can buy them for any size, and they fit inside your RV, and it works pretty well. I am amazed at how much crud I pick up every week when I when and, I vacuum. And we're camped on a concrete pad on a street. We're not <laughs> right. in the middle of the woods because then you expect to get really dirty. I have to empty the where well, I do empty the bin once a week, um, even though I may vi- from vacuum the, from two or three vacuum times, but. The amount of stuff in there is just amazing to me. And, if that's and we always take our shoes off by the door. I don't know where it all comes from. Right. So now, should you power wash or not? 
And what's your opinion, lady? Power washing seems like a good idea because it gets stuff clean. Uh-huh. Um, well. But it, but it could be a little too vigorous right. and endanger your finish. I have a battery-operated power washer. Which, which is cool. strong. Yeah. So that for cleaning the tires and the wheels and things, it works very well and it won't take the paint off. And because it's battery-operated, I can hook it up to the tank and I can just uh, I can power wash while we're not hooked up to water, which is cool. And it uh, actually works quite well. It takes the bugs off the windows, which is nice. Or the salt if you've been driving from a wintry place. I haven't had to do that since... Uh, you got this one. I got this, so I haven't had the S, yes, but it, it would probably, probably would that. be pretty good with the salt. Most of the time I wash the rig using a... A brush and often hot water, which is nice. Now, everybody talks about waxing their RV, and for years I have waxed with carnauba wax paste. It was a lot of work, it took you forever because you had to rub it on, then you'd let it dry, and then you rubbed it off. Why didn't I have any help? Because with your help, you rejected your help. <laughs> I tried to help you, right? And I have kind of abandoned that in favor of. A new product that I've been using for the last couple of years, it's McGuire's Ceramic, and it's a liquid that you spray on, and then that's it. It just and dries? It dries, and you just kind of buff it just a little bit, but you can do the whole rig in one day. And it really makes a nice beading shine. It doesn't take off crap that uh, that's on the the rig. So if you got tar or something on it, it won't take that off. But once the uh, the rig has been washed and clean, you spray this on, and boy, does it do a nice job and keep it shiny. And then from then on, when it rains, the water just goes, it falls right off. And I use my power blower to blow the water off so I don't have water spots. A lot of people use, and this is something I've tried, a water softener. Yeah, we have one. Which is big. It has to be recharged regularly. Yes, it won't leave water spots, but if you use a, a blower, you don't get spots because of the water. You just blow the water off. And this it beads so nicely with this McGuire's wax that, and it's not a wax, it's ceramic like and i think that's like important yeah it's like it's very important for these new surfaces and this is a bottle that you can buy at walmart by the way <clears throat> so it's not not that special it, uh, to have your coach ceramic coated is like six or seven hundred dollars oh professionally professionally done, done. Uh-huh. and they put something special on i don't know what and another thing that you should be using is uh, that i use on the tires is 303 super protectant which is a non petroleum-based uh, rubber protector and UV protector for your tires and all sorts of other things that are plastic and rubbery. It gives it that nice shine. But when I see tires with this super shine on it, I know that they've been using um, a petroleum-based and that just goes in and eats at your, your rubber on your tires and will cause them to deteriorate more rapidly than they already do. Oh. Yeah. Things they don't tell you? Yes, but the, but the look... Is it's, really nice. It has that really dark black shiny look, and everybody goes, "Whoa, nice looking tires!" How about the rubber gaskets around the slide? I use silicone on that for the rubber seals because it lubricates and protects. So I use spray on silicone, and it and it doesn't uh, form a sticky surface so that it doesn't get uh, pick up dust and stuff. Good question. And then for the windows, I was just reading a. Uh, a post about somebody who was trying to get the water spots 
off their windows, and they had this picture of their windows that would had you know it looked like freckles. Freckles. Good. That's that's a very nice term. Uh, to get the freckles off your window, I use. You ready for this? Steel wool. Yeah, I saw you do that. We've talked about this uh, before, but if you haven't tried steel wool on your windows. I know it sounds crazy. You buy double-lot steel wool at any hardware store, little pads, and you rub it on your windows, and it just takes everything off. If you've got stubborn bugs, if you have these water spots that have dried on oh, time and time again, it will take all that stuff off. And then I give it a shot with Rain-X. And Rain-X is very nice because very off, very off. <laughs> I'm about to get... Does that mean I better stop pretty soon? <laughs> I was and just celebrating all your rig cleaning. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> it's New Year's Eve. And I'm talking about cleaning. Mm-hmm. But we have a couple hours to go before the actual New Year's Eve comes before along here. So we can do the, the major celebrating later. <sighs> so I use Rain-X. And often, I don't even have to... Uh, Turn on the windshield wipers because the rain X just causes the rain. Just if it's a light rain, it just goes right off the windshield. Am I over exaggerating? No, you do all those things. I've seen you do it. No, with the windows. Hey, well, how do you keep the inside clean? Like your house. Oh. You do the same stuff. You dust. You clean the sinks. <laughs> clean the toilet. You be- vacuum. But you can't use floors. bleach. No, no. So that's my tips for keeping the outside of your rig in good shape. Did we do all of our resolutions? Yep. That was the oh, yeah. show your RV some love. Uh oh. Yes. The champagne is taking its effect. Mm-hmm. She's forgotten where we are in the list of things to do. Mm-hmm. And she jumped ahead because we haven't talked about Netflix taking over podcasting. We really like Netflix. Yeah. We, we... But this just shows how podcasting is becoming super popular and thousands of podcasts. When we started, there was our type of podcast where we talk about our lives and about uh, topic of the podcast, RVing, and there were the This American Life. It was just us two. <laughs> really? Well, the, I mean, there were the discussion ones where no, they talk about topic. technology ones. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. You saying but, you wanted to have but a they were but they were podcast. talking about the topic oh, of, of the of the podcast. Uh-huh. And now there's this whole storytelling podcast, the serial type of podcast. And Harry and Megan and Archie are going to have a podcast. And we're going to competing with the Royals. Yes, we are. <laughs> the and Michelle Obama has a podcast. Everybody. Every, Everybody is getting into the podcasting game. And, of course, they're becoming vertically uh, inclined because the Spotify is taking over. And there are podcasts now that you can't listen to unless you join Spotify or pay Spotify. Oh, boy. And, of course, at the pinnacle of this, you can apply for the sexiest job in podcasting. Pleasure podcast? (laughs) I don't even want to know what this is about. Pleasure Podcast, a podcast network focused network. on network. Yeah, this is the this is the whole thing about podcasting is it's network based, focused on expanding the conversation beyond around sex. Is hiring an ad sales manager if you enjoy podcast sex and sales. <laughs> then you can apply. Are you putting a link to this on the webpage? Uh, sure. Do you know where to apply? Uh, well, are you, <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Well, our listeners want to know. Of course. Okay. Um, and who doesn't enjoy sex, sales, and 
podcasts <laughs> on New Year's Eve, right? I mean, you know, that's just natural. Has independent podcasting peaked? We are independent podcasters. We have no affiliation with anybody, including advertisers. But... According to this article, pot, uh, independent podcasting has peaked because everybody's going into the big platforms led by Spotify are rushing to build vertically integrated networks. Spotify isn't just publishing exclusive content. It also controls distribution, hosting, ad sales, too. In that environment, Spotify will capture the lion's share of any profit. Well, we don't have any profit. Will people have a hard time? So we us? will be. I don't know. I, I have listed us in pot and Spotify, uh-huh. even though they don't do anything did, other did than. Did they make you pay for that? No. So, but I that may be something that's uh, going to change in the future. And then another cool feature that things that's happening with podcasts is is that let me just back up for just a second and tell you that uh, in order for you to find us, <laughs> break. <laughs> in order for you to find us. I have to put up every month in what's called an XML file, which is a indexer, which is what iTunes and the other uh, services use to locate us. You understand, everybody, all of our listeners, that we host our own podcast, which means that we have a server which houses all of our podcasts and that uh, Apple or Spotify or whoever just provides a link to the server where you download it. So that XML file is a link to the newest podcast so, for the upcoming so, month. Well, it's, it's actually the complete file for all the months. Right. So what happens is is that iTunes... So if, set, you, di- if you didn't do it, we, we would disappear from iTunes? It seems like the old ones would still be there. No. Well, that's a good question. No. If iTunes doesn't find the XML file, you're gone. So what happens is is that someone searches on iTunes for the RV Navigator. iTunes says, oh, I have an XML file which has the list of all of the podcasts, every episode. So that's how people can go back and listen to old ones. Right, and that's why I can correct, as I have done, go back and correct some of the links to the old ones because every time you check the podcast, it goes back and, and re-downloads that XML file. So that XML file resides resides on our server. So if, for instance, if you went to rvnavigator.com slash podcast.xml, you could actually download that file. But why would you want to? Exactly. But iTunes does want to do that because then it picks up. There's a specific protocol for creating this XML file. Too much champagne. So that the podcast uh, aggregators can read it. And so that all the all of the podcast aggregators, Spotify and and all the other ones, they know how to read this XML file and then they can find the episodes and then so it then it links you back to the server to actually download the episode. And that's standard. And that's why that when they're talking about Spotify hosting, that means that they're paying for the podcast episodes to be mounted on their servers. We pay extra for that. I mean, that's that's part of our server. But when Spotify talks about vertically integrating everything, that means that they take care of everything up and down the line, including making the XML file. And that's good for people who want to have a podcast but aren't into all the techie stuff. For Michelle Obama, like doesn't care. She just yeah. wants to sit down like we are and, and talk chat. and yeah. doesn't want to worry about any of the technicalities. Right. And I don't really want to worry about any of the technicalities, but in 2006 when we started this, 
that wasn't an option. That was the only one. <laughs> you either sat down and created the XML file yourself or, it or didn't else happen. it didn't happen. So that's why there weren't many podcasters because you have to sit down and do that. So does she understand? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so now there is a new service. They're tr- they're, they've just had... The, uh, approved for the XML that there's going to be a new tag in there that's going to allow them to indicate where a podcast is located or what it's about, uh, what geographic location. Well, this is kind of cool. So that'll be in your XML file? It'll be in the XML file. So and this month we'll say we're in Florida? Uh, ours was. Ours won't. <laughs> but other ones might. Well, we are in Florida. I know, but I don't have this, <laughs> this tag in our XML file. I see. This is something new that's been approved by the XML muckety-mucks who make these decisions. They've applied this new tag. And slowly, and maybe when our XML creation software allows this, I will, I will be able to put that in. I don't think it does now, but maybe it does. And you will be able to search podcasts for location, either episode location or general location of the podcast. Right now, you have really no idea. Now... If you'd like to go to maps.fm, FM is the, I'm just looking at what the suffix. Type. So it's, it's maps.fm. You can see a map and click on and see podcasts that are in that area. Well, how come those people have this? Because they're the developers of it. They're trying to promote this oh. idea. I mean, Because some of the podcasts that were on there were, what should I say, low-key and personal. They were not big commercial, yeah, well, kind of podcast. Well, they have probably promoted it among people. Uh-huh. So this is something that's going... I think that's a nice feature that will be an advantage to podcasters. Certainly when you're going to an area you don't know at all, that would be another way to get exactly. that local information that right. we were talking about that we kind of gradually stumble upon ourselves. Okay. New topic. <laughs> Let's have a drink. <laughs> As midnight comes closer. And the new topic. The average U.S. consumer now uses seven streaming services. Do we? This surprised me. Well, I think so. Probably. It really bugs me. Every time I read about a new movie or a new show that sounds really enticing, it's on a streaming service we don't have. And that's how they get you. And I don't mind paying up front one time for something, but these monthly things just really add up. All right, I'm well, done with myself. I'm done with myself. A little bit, but you have several streaming services and that I you really enjoy. I really enjoyed all the things I've been able to see, especially during uh, isolation. And we were very excited to see that HBO Max is it Max? Uh-oh. H- the 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 HBO service. It's HBO Max. I think. I think so. Had Wonder Woman eighty four. One of the worst movies, but... And, of course, why would we even watch Wonder Woman 84? Because it's gotten a lot of hype. No. Yeah. Because it That's was... That's why I watched it. <laughs> because it was... Available in theaters. Available in theaters and on the TV at the Which same day. Which is a new thing now. Well, what's this going to do to movie theaters? When was the last time you were in a movie theater? Probably March, February. 
Yeah. My favorite thing to do on a rainy day when we were camping and you couldn't our, do our movie theaters stuff. doomed for the dustbin. They'll certainly be different. I really? think it'll, Why? Be, it'll be more of an occasion, like going to the theater. And, you know, in the trend that movie theaters were getting spiffier but, and spiffier and seats and serving food and they were so nice, your feet didn't stick to the ground anymore because people had spilled their sodas in there for the last 10 years. But um, we watched uh, Wonder Woman 84 because it was, it was the same as it was available at the theater. Was it the same as the theater experience? I don't think so. I think movies that are the kind of movies I like, which is mostly people talking to each other, are served well on a TV, even on a smaller TV like we have in our motorhome. But uh, Wonder Woman had beautiful, big scenery and a lot of special effects that were harder to see and appreciate on a small TV screen. Then I guess we have to buy a bigger TV. No, we have to buy a bigger <laughs> motorhome first. <laughs> Santa already brought you a better TV. Yeah, but it wasn't bigger. It can't be bigger. You have to take out the refrigerator. I did get a new TV. You did. And it is a very nice TV. It is. But it isn't the same as watching another well, TV Well, you screen. could stay home. You have a bigger TV at home. Yeah. But it's snowing there. <laughs> <laughs> but we really hated Wonder Woman 84. Well, nobody cares. This is not a movie review. So how's Christmas in Florida different than it is at home? In every way. I have to say, to start with something positive, there were things that we always heard about that happened down here during Christmas time, which we could never do because we were always home with our families doing a traditional northern in the snow Christmas. Uh, So one of the things we really enjoyed was going to a boat parade for Christmas. Which we did. um, Which was almost a hundred pleasure craft that people had decorated themselves like you might have float for homecoming yes. or something like that and they were all lined up took about 45 minutes an hour for them all to sail past yeah. us they came quite close to shore didn't cost anything yeah. some of them were very elaborately decorated and music were well over 100 boats I was surprised that most of the ones that played music didn't play Christmas songs that seemed like the obvious choice to me but nevertheless it was a fun thing to do so we just sat on the shore and, and on the lawn chairs and enjoyed floating Florida Christmas. The other thing we did, which is unique to um, some RV parks, but certainly not all, is we went to the golf cart parade here at the park where we are staying. <laughs> which is um, also very elaborate. If, if you consult Dr. Google, you will see that this is very common down here in Florida and probably in Arizona, too, uh, where a lot of the residents of a campground have golf carts. And um, initially, I had the thought that I, we should participate in the parade. But oh. when I went online and saw the elaborate things that people do, um, you thought about getting... Yeah, uh, it was something to do. We do have a golf cart. We do have a golf cart. And, and we were um, having plenty of time to do that this year. And if, if we're planning on being here for many years, it might be worth the investment of all the materials and stuff. And people had costumes on when they were driving their golf carts. And, of course, you have to keep in mind that your golf cart goes at least 15 miles an hour. And the <laughs> things that you put on the cart have to still be there <laughs> at the end of the parade. So one of the neatest ones that we saw here, I thought, was the ginger bread house where mm-hmm. someone put wooden Sides, panels yeah. with butcher block paper i, I think. think it was cardboard okay yeah Basic. cardboard panels uh, but very nicely done so uh it put us in the christmas mood and this is not something we would do at home that's for sure and of course they had fake snow where? They, on the carts they were spraying it with the aerosol cans of snow 
But I have to say I'm missing my Christmas tree at home, which is usually full of ornaments from hither and yon. Hey, but do we have nice lights here? Well, we did a little. Just to show that we... We have a projector with lights. And little micro lights hanging in our RV window. So people know... <gasps> oh, geez, somebody just went by with a <laughs> really nice golf cart. Decorated? Decorated. Uh-huh. With, light, uh, with lights uh-huh. at night. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is one of the first times we've done the podcast. Well, this is the only time of the, po- of the year we do a podcast when it's dark out. Right. Which one well, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> the only time we do it with champagne, too. Yes. Time to... Uh, so did we finish talking about the streaming services? Well, how many streaming services do we have? I don't know. You're the one who signs Hulu, us up. Hulu, Netflix, Am- Amazon, Amazon HBO, well, plus DirecTV, I suppose. Yeah. Showtime. Well, some of those, most of those, think, we the, had already. Yeah, well, it's yeah, we haven't a, gotten any new ones. It's not a coronavirus. No, Hulu is relative. No, we've had know? that for years. Yeah. All right, now internet. What it turns about? out. Well, <laughs> I'm very surprised. I, in the past couple of months, I've talked about uh, what SpaceX is doing and how much fun we've had watching them launch their satellites into sky, and they have almost 700 satellites in the sky right now for their network, but they need like. I don't know, 4,000 or something. But they're starting their um, beta service uh, and selling subscriptions to Internet, and it's gotten pretty good reviews. But I was very surprised to learn that uh, actually, as of recently, there are three satellite services being offered. Now, they're I'm talking about, I'm talking about low-Earth satellites. They're competing with each other? Not, right. Uh-huh. Emerging from bankruptcy, OneWeb has resumed launches towards building its massive satellite broadband constellation with about uh, 600 satellites. <laughs> and surprisingly enough, OneWeb, which was uh, launched, they launched 100 satellites, and then in March they went out of business because COVID, all of the backers backed out of the the money-making. Uh, they couldn't... So they were too soon? Well... They were ahead of their time? Uh, I don't think so, but they lost their funding. Uh-huh. So... They had to stop. But this is unbelievable. The British government, the Queen, has picked them back up and paid all their bankruptcy wow. bills, got them back in business. And Why? Because she thinks it's going to be a moneymaker? Because, this is unbelievable, because the British government has left Brexit. Oh, yeah. And they will have not have access. They've left the EU. Brexit has left the EU. Uh-huh. has caused them to leave the EU. What did I say? That they left Brexit. Okay, so. Have some more champagne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brexit has left them. Anyway, they have left the EU, and the EU was no longer giving them access to the GPS satellites that the EU, the EU provided. I, think I missed that story. That's pretty so, nasty. <laughs> So, well, I didn't know this either. So, the British government is going to be launching GPS satellites along with the Internet satellites so that they will have their own GPS system up in the sky. So, they are being resurrected by the the British government. Now, wait a minute. In the past, when we've gone to Britain, we've brought our little car GPS with us and used it over there. Yeah. Will we need a different one, then, if we go over there? No. Oh. Because we are using the U.S. satellites, which we have which, access, which are still and they're active th- throughout up the world. In the sky. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe and I, you know this is a military thing, and probably 
there's a difference between the military and oh, civilian. No, so there's going to be a Chinese web and a Russian web. And- uh, this is I don't know what's going to happen with this. The, the bottom line here is is that they're basically going to be selling services to enterprise to businesses, uh-huh. but still they're going to have a bunch of satellites up there. And then of course there's Amazon, which has talked for a long time about their having their own satellite system, and they are actually moving ahead quite rapidly. And one of the things that they've done is they've made a very useful antenna. Uh, one of the big problems with having lower satellites is, is that it, they have to track the satellites as they go overhead mm-hmm. in order to have continuous continuous connect, connectivity. They have to have some sort of way to move the antenna, and they have developed a very interesting design for their antenna. Of course, SpaceX uh, is, 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 in the lead. is in the lead with the most satellites, but I'm not sure if they're technologically ahead. So this is going to be very interesting, and you find a very interesting link on our website to a video that will explain all of this in sober terms. <laughs> the other thing I wonder, with all these techie things, none of them last too long, because somebody always invents a better mousetrap, and and then things well, change. Will there be redundancy? I mean, once the satellite is up there, it's up there. I mean, you can shoot new software up to it, I guess. Well, I mean, the Internet is going to be around, and so yeah. this is just providing you access to the Internet. Yeah. So whatever the Internet holds. But I think having three companies that are competing with each other, and obviously their strategies are substantially different because the number of satellites they have is substantially different. So... That'll be interesting to watch. So are we going to any RV shows? Most years in January, here comes the, the look out the window. Here he comes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a nice cart with a lot of lights on it. Awesome. It's still Christmas here yeah. in Florida. Well, it's, okay. it's Christmas till New Year's for sure. Okay, so we've got a few more hours to go. Um, no, we're not going to any RV shows. We always go to the Tampa Super Show in January when we are down here, and even though they are having it again, we will not be part of it. Or Q. Quartzite. <laughs> we've been to that one. Well. They're having Q2. So a lot of people um, are shopping for new RVs, and as we've talked about before, we know that uh, the RV business is actually going great, is going gangbusters, and people want to go to a show. So I guess they're going to have the RV show here in Tampa. According to some sources, that there are RVs sitting in fields waiting for just a few parts before they're considered complete and shipped to dealers. And for every RV that a dealer may have on order, there may be multiple people waiting to put down a deposit on that RV and buy it sight unseen. Wow. Thor, the world's largest RV manufacturer, stated that in the first quarter that it has 8.9 billion in back-ordered RVs worldwide, predominantly due to parts shortages. That's like Santa promising you a toy for Christmas and you not getting it until Halloween. Thor buys Tiffin Motorhomes. What happens now? Oh, my. We were shocked that Newmar was bought by Winnebago. Yeah. This is like this is just like podcasting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, everything's getting Every, Thor consolidated by Forest River and Winnebago are becoming the three biggest manufacturers. And I've heard that, um, of course, that we know that Thor bought Airstream, and some people say that the quality of Airstream has gone down. Thor has a reputation for having 
cheap and a very bottom line that is uh, on the cheap side. Little quality control. And of course, Tiffin has been a family-owned business for years, as was Numar, and they have had an excellent reputation for service and for quality products. And so, it's going to be very interesting to see comments uh, on Facebook have just been whoa, blistering, blistering, yes, to say the least. I think there are a lot of uh, interesting new RVs out there. Which, uh, as long as we're talking about a new year, we may as well talk about some new RVs. I was looking today at the Winnebago Echo, E-K-K-O class, which is, they have done a major job of revamping a B-class RV in making it somewhat bigger. The video is very impressive. Um, lots of very cool features, including uh, we've always thought that there was a wet bathroom and a dry bathroom. And a wet bathroom is where you step into the, sh- into the bathroom and... It turns into you can a sh- use the toilet and the shower at the same time. <laughs> Is that a way to say it? Uh, With a wet bathroom, you always want to remove the TP before you start using the bathroom. So this is a very small RV, but the bathroom had a very cool innovation in that it had a wall that made that flipped around 180 degrees, took the toilet and moved it around and back, and and so that the toilet paper and your towel and everything was away. So it turned it into almost what looked like a shower. Good idea. As well as many other cool features. It would hold it holds two bikes in a bay in the back. So it looked a little like a toy hauler in one of the pictures I saw. No, no, you didn't see the pictures of this. Oh, it was like a mini toy hauler. Well, that's the other one. Oh. The eat the Intech. Oh. Which uh, is a super small trailer. Yeah. And <laughs> it has multiple innovations. It has uh, canvas-sided slides that pop out, and then it has a back door that comes down like a toy hauler, and you put your stuff in there during the day and t- uh, and tow it, and then you set it up at night and take the stuff out, and that becomes a living area. So that, that's a very interesting RV. Uh, all aluminum construction, very high quality. And then there's the $380,000 Class B motorhome. Wow. Wow. That doesn't look like it costs more than 15000 No, it wasn't aesthetically <laughs> very bo- pleasing Very at all. boxy. But they have, they have a wastewater treatment system on board. Why? Oh, for long boondocking. Yeah. Uh-huh. It holds 50 gallons of water. That you recycle. But, right. Including your own water. Uh, including your shower water. Uh-huh. So it takes the shower water, uh-huh. it filters it three times, puts it through a UV filter, wow. and then you re-shower with it. And you could do that... $380,000. You could buy a lovely home for that. A sticks and bricks home, I mean. Yes, and it was on a Sprinter chassis. Um, but it has many other interesting features, including uh, it comes standard with lithium batteries, but I was surprised that it doesn't come with solar. So anyway, so... It was uh, something to take a look at if you're interested in that category. And then we have our friends at Numar have made a brand new motorhome, and it is a Fred front-engine diesel. And they've taken one of their Class A gassers and put a, a, a on, on a new chassis, and they put made it into a diesel. And I think that that's a great idea. Because? I like the diesel engine. And... The cost of uh, doing this is much cheaper than having a a regular uh, diesel pusher because it doesn't doesn't have all the diesel stuff that ours. Then you have the engine noise in the front. Yeah, which we but don't. It, but it is yeah. But new we diesels are are better, much more accommodating better. that way. And then of course we have the trailer that can be pulled by your golf cart or a scooter. Scooter. Well, yes. A handicapped scooter. Is that the one you're looking at? Yep, that's yeah. the one I'm looking at. Yeah. 
For your ultra old age. For your ultra old age. And if you're interested in coronavirus dining... You need to come to our neck of the woods. That's right. Long this is Grove, a, Illinois. If you're anywhere in the range of Long Grove, Illinois, you can eat in a healthy security at Camp Findaway, a unique private dining experience courtesy of the Chatterbox Restaurant. Partnering up with local RV dealership, Chatterbox staff parked a small fleet of travel trailers on the lot. Equip them with air air handling systems that bring in fresh air, outdoor air, heated it, pumped in through the RVs. HEPA filters and UV lights help cut down any bugs you may bring with you. And what to eat in the midst of an unsettling pandemic. What else but comfort food? Prime rib, shrimp gumbo, prime rib slider sandwiches with glorious-looking hand-cut fries. Just a bit of what we saw on their Facebook page. It's opening soon. Good idea. So what? it's a parking lot full of 20-foot RVs, RVs, RVs yeah. that apparently have tables and stuff on the inside. Well, so you are building yurts and tents and all sorts of outdoor dining for COVID times. So this would be a good idea. Sounds great. It sounds like it might be safe. So, as the new year draws pretty close, we have to get out and do some serious celebrating. But we have more champagne. Pour that champagne. Wish our our RVing friends a happy new year. Celebrating. Hopefully next year we we will not have the... The dirge of our opening with people screaming. Yes, it's kind of heartrending, isn't it? Which is how you feel. So let's clink to a great new year and wish our RVing listeners a great new year and 2021. It cannot be any worse than... Than this one. Than this one. That is really the truth. We've never ever had to say that before, I don't think. We've always had good things to say about the current year. and Well, we had reasons to be optimistic. We had plans. Um, I've kind of stopped making plans because all we did was cancel them and redo them. So why bother? (laughs) Okay. So... We're wishing our listeners a happy new year and happy travels. Yep. And we hope to see them at a campground near us. And please, please stay safe. It's not over yet, and until you get the shots, the vaccine and has you taken need effect. two of them, and you need to have all the people who live around you have two of them. And let us 65 and older... Go first. <laughs> Go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because we're the most vulnerable, aren't we? Yes, we anyway, are. We are. We hope to see you in a campground near us. Uh, we will be taking a short trip to the Everglades at the beginning of January. So, so we may have something to say about that next month. We will be talking to the gators and to swamping. We're taking a swamp tour, so that'll be a fun experience. And we're hoping to do a little bit of traveling. Talk to you later. Bye for now.